Hello everyone. Welcome to episode number 13 of Starting to Know Business podcast with your host and friend Ishu Singh. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, Starting to Know Business podcast is about exploring the unexplored depths of the business world because learning is a never-ending process and we always keep on learning. If you're listening to this podcast for the second time, third time, please leave me a review. That will really mean a lot to me. That will really make a great impact to this podcast because this podcast is all about you and I would really appreciate your support. If you want to know more about me, this podcast and what the things that I'm doing, go to my website www.issuesing.com. I S H U S I N G H.com. You can go there, you will find what kind of content I'm producing, what kind of things I'm doing. And if you have any sponsorship opportunity, you can also contact me there and I will get back to you as soon as possible. And if you want to know what is happening in the business world in the Asia, then you need to go to the Startup Snapshot. This is a podcast by Tech in Asia that features Asian entrepreneurs and tell the stories of most of their challenging moments as a startup founders. To keep up with the happenings in Asia's tech and startup scene, tune in Mondays for the weekly snapshot where host Nathan runs through the headlines from the past week. For insight into the, into the biggest trends happening across industries, tune in every first Wednesday of the month for deep dive where the journalists behind tech in Asia's biggest headline discuss the news, the break, and why it matters. Follow the show at techin.asia slash podcast or search for the startup snapshot where you will listen to this podcast. We all are unique. We all are having our own unique stories, our own unique failures, successes, moments of happiness, and much more. So I was thinking through it and I was thinking I'm going to bring someone on board on this podcast that can give us some different kind of insight because this podcast is about starting to know business, right? So we all talk about business, like, okay, how to grow it, how to pivot, how to move into different directions, how to scale and much more. But this business world like when you try to become an entrepreneur you don't go directly for the entrepreneur like you start from somewhere maybe you are studying somewhere you are dropping from the college maybe you finished your college and now you're trying to become an entrepreneur or you're doing a job and you want to quit or you have already quit and you are trying to become an entrepreneur so these kind of things make us unique right each entrepreneur or each person who want to become an entrepreneur is having its own unique story. That's how I met Christy Noel. She is having a different kind of insight. She is an award-winning marketing executive and the SVP of marketing at Mobile Cause, a leading fundraising and communication software provider for nonprofits. She has also written two books in this COVID time. We all are facing some kind of problem, right? She took an opportunity and wrote books, two books actually. One book took many years and the second book was written in small amount of time but both are valuable assets. As I was sharing before that entrepreneurship journeys are unique our own life journeys are unique so you don't start like not every person start directly from their own business. Sometimes some people join other company, other teammate other company as a intern sometimes at the bottom most position and then go up to the ladder sometimes you can become director 
to get more exposure after you reach that level then you can jump into a different direction then you can start something of your own if you're just starting out you just passed out from the college and you're thinking that you're going to start something you can do that but in order to gain more experience or in order to gain some kind of exposure in the direction where you want to work sometimes some people really like to work for someone first then gain the experience then then try to do something of their own that's why i brought chrissy noel in this episode today and I thought I'm going to talk about how the startups can hire because it's not only about that you want to join any existing company as a as an employee but I wanted to give value that if you are a business owner you are an entrepreneur and if you want to hire someone what you need to look for in terms of the employee maybe your first employee or maybe your 10th employee because Chrissy Noel has done that many times she's having a great hr experience she has written books in that direction so without further delay let's welcome christy hi christy welcome to the pod hi ishu it's really exciting to be here thanks for having me uh you're welcome so christy what is christy noel as a brand christy noel as a brand is a career expert and provides career tips and advice and hacks if you will on uh just getting propelling your career and how to get hired get ahead and build a rewarding career and i do that through books through blogs through some social media and videos and, and things like that but i'm really trying to help professionals avoid some of the pitfalls and some of the learning curves that i had to make on my own going through my career and climbing the career ladder without a lot of mentorship mm-hmm. and advice it's particular as a woman mm-hmm. in the in the business world there were not i worked primarily for and with men so i had to navigate a lot of the the issues that i was dealing with on my own and so uh, at this point in my career i'm hoping to give back and help some other people coming up through the ranks to to have a little bit more have a head start than i did and uh, and share that through my own experiences and mm-hmm. one of the ways i do that is sharing some of the stories of my career uh, which are also good and bad stories so some of my successes and things i did well and some of the things that i did that didn't turn out so well and of course <laughs> and of course try not to try to avoid that <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it is really important that the person should learn from other people's experiences right Exactly. And I think that's a way that people learn well is through story. So it's one thing if somebody's telling you, "Well, you should do this and you should do that and you should do, you know, these 17 other things and then you'll succeed." Mm-hmm. And there's probably a lot of truth to that. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming, sometimes it's not very interesting, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not very relatable. But when somebody tells you the story of how i had an interview and i blew it you know i thought it was going great and in hindsight here's all the things that i did wrong and i didn't get the job to mm. me that's a a really good learning method because it's an hopefully it's an interesting story to start with but then mm-hmm. you learn you know the lessons come out of the story instead of somebody just saying you know uh, here's a, a very basic example you know and every parent or every child has probably heard their parents say you know don't dive into the shallow end of the mm-hmm. 
ocean. <laughs> My mother said, I knew a woman who dove into the shallow end of the ocean and she broke her neck and she was paralyzed. Okay, I've been paranoid of diving into the shallow end of the, <laughs> of the water for my whole life. So the stories have a lot of power when you, when you take the lesson from them rather than just saying, don't do this or do do this or a, you know, what I call a dry, yeah. boring how-to book of, you know, that feels more like a textbook. That's not what I'm trying to do and that's not what the other contributing authors of uh, one of my books are doing, we're, we're sharing stories and then the reader takes out the lessons and, and the, the value from it, however they see that. And so hopefully yeah. there's a lot in there, but it's, it's for the reader to interpret what mm -hmm. to take away from it. So yeah, Chrissy, so your two books are also coming, right? Yes, I have two books coming out this summer. And uh, the first one will be your career survival guide, how to get and keep a job in times of crisis. And this was a... Uh, written after the first book um, but because of the situation we're in with COVID-19 and the impact on business and the impact on employees and the economy I just felt the need to get something out it's a shorter book uh, quickly to address the, the issues in the to address the issues in the situations that people are facing right now mm -hmm, uh, trying mm -hmm. to find a job trying to keep the one they have looking you know being furloughed how do how do you deal with all of that mm -hmm. so that one will be coming out and uh, either end of july or early august mm -hmm. and then right on the heels of that is the comprehensive book your personal career coach which is written with myself and my dad and 25 other contributing authors who share yeah. all of our experiences and this one's much more as i said much more comprehensive from getting a job getting hired interviewing mm -hmm then to managing to working with colleagues working with your boss how to get a raise you know working with integrity communication leading all that stuff so it's it's a book that you will refer to over and over again throughout your career and um, we're really proud of that one too so did Congrats. not have plans thank you i did not have plans to have two books <laughs> and certainly not on the heels of each other but uh well covid 19 changed a lot of our plans right so yeah. here we are and um but i think they're I'm really proud of them and I think they're going to help yeah. um, people and in whatever situation they're in. So Chrissy, how much time did it take you to write both the books? The Your Career Survival Guide I wrote in about a month mm -hmm. because again, it was uh, timely and wanted to get that out as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. The other book, um, Your Personal Career Coach, has been a labor of love for multiple years. <laughs> so uh, if I can take a quick, quick minute, I'd love to tell the story of that one. I was writing a book or planned a book in my mm -hmm. head for specifically for women in the workplace and it, addressing some of the issues, as I said, that I, I had faced. Unbeknownst to me, my dad had been planning on working, uh, writing a book because he was the first in his family to go to college. He had no mentors and, and no idea about tipping at lunch and, you know, do, how do you talk to your boss and simple things like that, that he had to learn. And we were both on these totally separate paths. And at some point, and I really wish I could remember the details better, but at some point we, we started chatting and realized we had these similar ideas for a book and, and what we wanted to do was share experiences. And so we collaborated and that's how your personal career coach came to be. And so we pulled together our stories and our experiences. And then we had a bunch of people who jumped on board, who heard what we were doing and wanted to contribute and be a part of it. So now we have, as I said, 25 contributing authors 
And so it has been a, a much longer process <laughs> pulling, mm-hmm. uh, pulling it together with, um, with my dad and myself and all these other stories, but it's, um, it's a very comprehensive guide and, and, Mm-hmm. and propelling your career. So both the diamonds took many years to carve out, right? One diamond took many years and one was carved in a short amount of time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you say that and that's exactly true, yes. So Christy, as I know a little bit about your books, so I want to know a little bit more, like are your books are going to only cover the strategies for the people who are looking for some kind of jobs or like I would say the for the professionals or if some entrepreneur also wants to learn something from this book can also pick and learn from this book. No, absolutely. I think businesses can learn from it as well because there are stories and information about managing teams, managing individuals, motivating individuals and recognizing them, Mm -hmm. communicating, leading, whether it's communicating in a meeting or one-on-one, a lot of stories about working with integrity and recognizing employees and making decisions that are you know, important for the business, not just your own individual self. Mm-hmm. So there, I think there's a lot of great information for a manager or somebody running a business mm-hmm. you know, at, any, at any phase, maybe not the front of the book, which is you know, more about getting, getting, a, getting a job, mm-hmm. but certainly the sections about working with teams or leading teams have a very very broad audience christy uh, before this episode i was thinking i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you this question and i think i must ask you this question so what kind of thing that employers or the companies do look for in the employee is that going to be only education or is that going to be only experience i know both matters a lot but i would say experience matter more but i want to ask you like if the person is having wider skill and one person is having narrow skills when i say wider that means many skills and when i say narrow that means specific to the job post so the employer looks something uh, like if the employer is looking for kind of a very experienced person for that role that employer is going to go for the person who is having narrow skill only in that area or it's going to or the or the employer will go for the mix of narrow skills and wider skills what do you think about it yeah, that's a fair question issue because as a when I've been going through my own career searches, that was always a challenge for me. Do I position myself as a jack of all trades mm-hmm. or very specific, you know, niche uh, of understanding of some aspect of marketing? And the answer is it depends. I know that's not a great answer that nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear, right? <laughs> um, but it does some roles. Now, if it's a job description where that's very specific, I need somebody who is an SEO mm-hmm. expert, then you need to position yourself as an ex- SEO expert. Mm-hmm. If you are a marketing expert, but you don't know anything about SEO, that's going to be a tough fit, especially when there's a tough job market. And there's a lot of people with a lot of really mm-hmm. with backgrounds that are more in line with what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as okay. a hiring manager, I will tell you that to me, what's more important is the experience of the job, not the industry. 
So I would much rather have somebody who's got very good skills in doing what the job requires and maybe doesn't understand my industry. I can teach them the industry, but I can't teach somebody to have be very good at their job. And I think a lot of businesses get that wrong. They look at people within the industry and who's got industry experience, even if their skill set or their job experience doesn't align with the responsibilities of the position. Mm-hmm. And I think um, it's much easier to teach an industry or a company or than it is to try to, you know, put somebody's skills to work that aren't aligned just because they understand whatever mm-hmm. sector you're in. Okay, okay. I'm going to take this. So I wanted to ask you, like, uh, so have you noticed any kind of difference between the hiring patterns of the established companies and the startups? So if uh, if someone is having a startup, I know that they are more particular about the people because I've got so much experience in the startup world. I've seen so many startups. So I know the kind of pattern they look for. They need a certain kind of people in their team and or a certain person in their team because they have the direct influence for hiring decisions. So what do you think about the different trends that you might have noticed between the established companies and the startups? I have issue. And I think in my experience, and I've worked both for uh, multiple startups and in more traditional corporate environments. And I think startups have are more open to not finding the exact perfect background Mm -hmm. resume to Mm -hmm. fit that. So I think there's a lot more flexibility in kind of what you were saying. Like if you're, skills are close but not quite there Mm -hmm. i think corporate culture while it's important for both i think it's more important for startups and i think maybe that's why there's just a little bit more willingness to have somebody who job your background is close but not exact because they might fit the corporate culture or they might bring something unique from a a understanding or personality perspective i think the Mm -hmm. the more traditional corporations are looking more specifically at exact job requirements exact uh, in that experience and mm-hmm. again corporate culture is important but i'm not sure that it's necessarily i think because startups tend to have smaller teams so i think it's really important that everybody you know gets and, and you're wearing multiple hats mm-hmm. so when i was at startups i you know i was in charge of marketing and sometimes I was in charge of shipping and delivering and I was going to the post office to you know send out mm-hmm. you know, packages mm-hmm. and mail and and uh, other times I was um, you know the office administrator because we just had to do whatever needed to get done and there were other people that shared all those roles too yeah yeah so you and have not to so much in the flexible. corporate yeah. yeah you do and if that's not somebody if that's not of interest or exciting to you then then a startup world is not going to work for somebody like that. You, it's very. If anybody had the idea of, oh, that's beneath me, or I've only, I've only been the head of marketing, therefore I'm only going to do these things, you know, these things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's going to be a big adjustment to a startup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Christy, like, I want to ask you, what do you think? Like, what is the best stage when to filter the candidates? That means, okay, if I want to hire someone that can do multiple tasks at the same time. Like it, he or she can wear multiple hats because in the startup world, you have to do that. So in how to do that filtration and at what stage that filtration should happen? So is there any process refinement that happens uh, over the time or 
like is there any stage that you think that okay at that stage you can really uh, catch that person's abilities because the person can say yes to everything in order to get the job right you're going to ask that person okay can you do this or can you do multiple things that person will say or might say that okay yes uh, yes to everything but we as employer like as an employer we need to find out okay how to stop the hiring process for that person because that's going to be money wasted right yeah that's a great question because everybody's going to say what they think you want to hear right to get the job yeah, yeah. and it's a very big leap from saying oh I'll, i'm willing to to do whatever it takes to you know schlepping to the the post mm-hmm. office in your mask and gloves and standing in line to you know ship <laughs> <laughs> so i would say that you know asking questions and again if you want to say i would not say are you willing to do this because the answer is an easy yes so you want to ask an open-ended question boy we wear a lot of hats around here tell me about a time when you found yourself in a situation where you were doing things that were outside of the traditional job description mm-hmm, okay okay and hopefully they can answer that if they can't then you've got to or if they stumble or if they you know are clearly trying to come up with something you can now that doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't willing to that just means that they haven't done a lot of it in the past but if anybody that's already been in that environment is like oh my gosh you know mm-hmm. our our phones were flooded one day and i was picking up customer service calls for a day instead of doing you know that kind of thing then you know like okay you can mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. adapt you can move with the flow you can you know quickly yeah. pivot when needed yeah yeah so like if you have hired someone and if that someone wants to learn from you and if that someone wants to move up to the ladder and reach a c level position like irrespective of the fact for what position that person is hired today but if that person wants to uh, move up to the ladder and join like c level positions i know there is a possibility and it is possible but i want to know from your experience if the person is was not part of the founding team was not part of the founding team at all in the initial stage but that person now wants to reach up to the c level because that person might might like the company or might like the executive team and want to stay with them long term So I want to know from your experience is this doable? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I wouldn't say that you shouldn't go into every job and taking a startup job expecting to be a C level within 2 years. Yeah. But certainly the trajectory to getting to the C level positions is faster in a smaller nimble startup company than it is a corporate. Corporate is going to have their very specific, you know, progression plan and and so it's going to take much longer but certainly if you want to get ahead quickly then going to a smaller company is the way to do it and even if you move from a smaller startup or a smaller company to a corporate company you're going to get the experience faster in a smaller company so you might get promoted to more responsibilities and faster because there's probably maybe only one or two people in marketing versus an entire marketing department so you might find yourself doing things that are much higher level in a larger company than that you'd have to wait to do that you get the opportunity to do in a smaller company just because they need the help or something's happening or something mm-hmm. like that so if if career projection quickly is of interest or the goal then you're better off starting off in a smaller company 
and maybe with a smaller salary because I do believe you can move upward faster Mm -hmm. and then move into the the larger company if that's your goal to be a c-suite executive in a large company you know start Mm -hmm. off in a smaller company become a marketing director younger or a vp and then take that experience into the the corporation you're going to be you know Mm -hmm. much further ahead than the person who started as the marketing coordinator working their way up in that company yeah yeah so chrissy what do you think about the the automated replies that the candidates get when they don't get selected. So do you think that, okay, for C-level jobs or for higher level jobs where the founders are directly involved and they are in conversation with that person, do you think that getting the automated reply, like if that person, that applicant is getting the automated reply from the founder saying that, okay, that person has not been selected at the later stage of the interviews, what do you think? Is this acceptable? I, I don't think so. My, if you're going to ask me for my personal opinion, I think so that that's really uh, kind of a disrespect for that person because that person has taken or invested time in the interview process, in the application, and it's directly involved with the founder and not with the HR team or someone else at, at the bottommost or out in the middle position. Is directly involved with the higher... Uh, higher management, right? So what do you think that the automated emails are okay? And what do you think about the position where where the candidates are applying in thousands? I think so that the getting the automated replies for those kind of positions are fine, but not for the positions where the key team members are involved. What do you think about it? Because on the other side, it's a human, right? Absolutely. It is a human. And I think in this modern day and age with all our technology, we forget that. But I let me tell you from a employer standpoint, when you do get a lot of resumes, it is very hard to mm. respond to all of them. And I think it's terrible that many times companies do not respond, especially to the people that they've interviewed with. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it's like no news is is bad news and mm-hmm. I don't I don't subscribe to that. I think if you're submitting your resume or and and it's not a fit, it's not unusual not to get any feedback at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's right, but that's kind of where we're at. And if as a, an employer as a company to respond as you said to hundreds of, or thousands of mm-hmm. of applications with a personalized email that I didn't that weren't a fit. Mm-hmm. that's pretty hard to do and very time consuming. So if in that case, I think just responding and saying, thank you, we appreciate your reaching out. I'm sorry, you know, it's mm-hmm. not a fit. Once a candidate gets to any point that they're interacting with the company, whether that's a phone interview, an in-person interview, it's five interviews, whatever, then mm-hmm. they deserve absolutely mm-hmm. a handcrafted email response at some point doesn't have to say why they weren't hired, Yeah. doesn't have to go into detail, but we really appreciated speaking with you. We really appreciated meeting with you. Mm-hmm. you know, we were you know, talking to other candidates at this point. Best of luck. You know, thank you for your interest. Yeah, I do think that's that important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Christy, what motivated you to write these two books? <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, really just to help other people, uh, young professionals, women, you know, people that are stuck in their careers, wherever they are to 
kind of give them tools to move forward in their career, whether that's getting a job or, or moving forward without making it seem overwhelming or unreachable or that you have to, you know, study all the time or read this boring. It's just here's some, some small stories and some small tips and advice from my own experience that can help you. And so don't, you know, as I said, don't make these same mistakes. There's the little things that I learned that can make a big difference over the course of a career or just in a one-on-one -on -one conversation or a tweak to a cover letter resume that can go from being in a pile of, you know, no's to all of a sudden something that's of interest. And so really just trying to spare some of the the time and the energy that I put into learning some of these mistakes uh, and some of these successes and putting it in a way that people could could use it right away and 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 help them. Awesome, awesome. And where can we learn more about you and your books? Oh, everything is at christynoel.com mm -hmm. and on socials I'm Christy Noel Career Coach. Okay, okay, got it. And we will look forward to your books and hopefully these books will be out when this episode will be their life and people will be listening to it and you and they will also can buy your books as well. But yeah, it'll be probably right on the heels of, of this podcast. Mm -hmm. But since your podcast is going to be out a little ahead of time, I'm yep. gonna, I've got a special gift for your listeners if they go to christynoel.com slash crisis they can get a PDF of the Your Career Survival Guide book before it is even available. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christy, for coming to the pod today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yep.